Hello everybody, this is Michelle, and once again I'm coming to you from Asuncion, Paraguay. Uh, so, I want to talk to you today about attitude. So, attitude is a choice. I, I hope you understand that. Uh, it's funny because I was scrolling through Facebook earlier and I saw a couple memes that were related to this, and I think I just had this on my mind, so I'm a little bit more aware. Um, but one of them was talking about, you know, basically the way that somebody else chooses to treat you determines your attitude. And quite frankly, I call BS on that. <laughs> it does not matter how a person treats you. You always get to decide what your attitude is going to be. So let me share a story with you of something that has happened this week. Um, now, I, I want to tell you the story and then I'll tell you my takeaway on attitude. So, uh, because I know the story, I just want to kind of set you up here. Uh, I am in no way judging or criticizing anyone in this story. I merely think it's an excellent example of choosing your attitude. Okay. So, um, just so you know what we have been doing down here in Paraguay, there's a team of us who have been traveling, uh, good goodness, sometimes, uh, from our hotel, it's, two, three, sometimes four hours to get to a school to do some trainings, okay? And what we do is we go into a classroom. Um, typically, there's about 20 to 40 students, although some of us have had up to 140 children in a, in a classroom. And we go through this leadership curriculum that John Maxwell has developed, and we facilitate this curriculum. So our our reasoning for this is, of course, to work with the children and, and uh, inspire them because there's a part of it where we kind of tell our story. However, it's really to model and teach the teachers so that when we leave, they will continue on with the, the rest of the 15 out of 16 weeks of curriculum. Okay. So as much as it's, you know, to, to help the children, it's really to uh, help the teacher as well. So I've had the pleasure of being in, I don't know, six, seven different classrooms. All the days are kind of blurring together um, and very different environments. And it's been a blast. Uh, if, if you're following me on social media, you'll see different pictures. Um, and I'm sure I'll, I'm missing some. So as I'm kind of back on my journey home, which took me 33 hours to get here, I'm sure it'll take me just as long to get home, um, I'll, I'll try to post some more of those pictures and explanations. All right, so let me tell you this story. So uh, go into this one classroom. It's in a, a town, I guess, called Nueva Italia, so New Italy, Paraguay. Go into the town, a beautiful town, by the way, and the people are amazing. I just have to say that. So we come into the classroom and we begin, you know, there's a process uh, because this is part of a bigger project. There's a, a, an evaluation. So they're going to be doing some pre and post testing, right? And coming to the classroom, we're getting our things set. And there's one, one teacher that's in the classroom. And then about halfway through the class, another teacher shows up. So the first one leaves and the second one comes, which from what we understand and have experienced, that's pretty normal. So it's in a seventh grade classroom and there's about 32 children in this classroom. And the first thing I notice when I walk in the room is that there's uh, a girl sitting right next to the teacher's desk and she's in a wheelchair. And I think, wow, that's interesting. This is the first classroom or the first school that I've even seen somebody in a wheelchair. 
So we're going through, and of course, you know, I mean, this class is, is jam-packed with boys. So seventh grade boys. So you can probably imagine what the class was like, right? A little bit rowdy, a little noisy, kind of side-talky, right? Uh, that's okay. I can handle that. I've had much worse. So we're, we're going through the curriculum. We're getting the readers to read. Um, everything is going along very smoothly. And we get to the sharing portion. Now, one thing you need to know about the, the culture down here uh, this is Latin America, so this is a very collective culture, okay? So it's very rare for people to form an individual opinion, okay? If they do, they probably don't share it. So uh, it's kind of like, okay, my friend and this friend and this friend, we all think this, so let's do this, right? And so one of the things that we're trying to teach in this curriculum are, of course, leadership, um, but also uh, characteristics and qualities of a leader, values, right? And so one of the things that we ask them to think about is, what is one way that you personally could make your life better? Okay, so the, in, there's two different parts of this curriculum that I taught, and this particular lesson on this day was talking about how circumstances do not have to rule your life how you literally can make small changes that will change the, your entire future. And so uh, I was asking them the question and there was some hesitation. And I said, okay, turn to your partner and, and tell them, you know, one thing that, that can change your future. And all of a sudden the teacher began to speak and she was a, a, a little forceful. <laughs> and then she repeated herself. And then I could tell she repeated herself again. Now, you got to understand, I'm the only English speaker in this whole class, so I have an interpreter with me. And so I looked at my interpreter, I said, hey, you know, what, what's, what's happening here? What's, what's going on? What's she saying? And the interpreter was kind of shaking her head. And I said, no, no, you, you have to tell me what's going on so I know what to do. And she said, very sheepishly, she kind of turned away from the teacher and she said, the teacher is telling you, it doesn't matter how many times you ask, one, two, three, four, or more, these children are not going to be able to answer your question. They don't understand because they're too stupid. I had no idea what to do. <laughs> and in that moment, I was shocked. And I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pause everything. And uh, because we have a process for how we come in and do that. So, so that everybody that's going out to train is training the same way because we really want to model, this is the example for how you do this. So if everybody does something different, then it kind of screws up everything, right? And so I was like, hmm, what's more important right now? Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily want to be teaching this teacher uh, something that I shouldn't. But I also, you know, do I take time to talk to the students? Do, what is my role here, right? And so I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. I just want everybody to close your eyes. And I want you to think about what is one thing that you could do for yourself? Or, no, I think it was, um, what is the most important thing that we talked about today that you're going to always remember? And so they all closed their eyes and I was like, okay, let's, let's see what happens. Right. And then instead of having them answer, I said, here's what you need to do. Turn to your buddy and tell them what your important thing is. 
So they did that. So they were all talking. So, I mean, I don't know. I hope they were all talking about what I said, but at least it gave them the opportunity to talk. So the teacher couldn't say, well, they're, they can't answer your question, right? And so I was like furiously mentally trying to figure out what am I going to do? And so after I gave him about a minute, I said, okay, uh, can I have a volunteer? Who will share their one important thing? And it was, you know, a little bit of time. And then all of a sudden, the little girl in the front in the wheelchair, who's sitting right next to the teacher, raises her hand. And she very quietly says, and I'm going to, I'm really going to try not to cry here. She says, I'm going to tell myself at least one positive thing every single day so that when other people tell me something different, I don't believe them. When my interpreter told me that, I kid you not, I ha the, the hairs on my, my arms stood up and I was just in shock. And before I could really process all of that, boom, the teacher stands up and she very gruffly says, we are going on break now. Of course, I don't understand this. And so she stands up and says whatever it is that, that she said. And then everybody kind of follows her. And I'm looking at the interpreter going, what's, what's happening? And she says, oh, they're all going on break now. And I said, okay, I'm just going to make an executive decision here. And we never finished part one and we're supposed to do part two. And I think with this teacher here, we're just going to be done. <laughs> I think we've, we've done what we can here. Um, and we're going to go on to the next classroom. And the next classroom was a whole different ballpark. Um, and so I was kind of a little bit gun shy, right? And still trying to process what had just happened, uh, go into the next classroom and the students there are seventh grade. So same, same section, everything. Uh, and they're also on break. However, they knew that we were coming in. And so they pulled uh, us by the arms into the classroom and said, come on, come on. We don't want to go on break. We want you to start. We want you to start. And so it was an amazing time, the best class ever. The teacher was in there and totally engaged. He not only, he didn't like sit off to the side. He was right there up front with us talking to the students. Um, it was like the perfect time. And so then we were leaving and we needed to go to the principal's office and get class lists and everything. So we're kind of sitting there in, in the office and, and the principal is, is talking to the, the two of us and um, I'm trying desperately just to catch the drift, right? Uh, and so long story short, she says, you probably noticed the difference in those two classes. And I was like, yes, yes, I did. And she was talking about the student's skill level, how the first class, they were very, very low and they don't know much. And the second class that they're right on target and they're, you know, overachievers, blah, blah, blah. And so as she was talking, I'm catching the drift that, that they have separated them out into children who are going to succeed and those who have not. And I got to tell you, the first thing I thought of was, man, teachers aren't very different from here or at home. So let me get a little real for you, especially for those of you who are in education. Now, I have been in education for almost 20 years. I have heard the good, the bad, and the ugly. I hear it not only when I'm in the, the staff lounge. I hear it when I'm at get-togethers with teachers. I hear it on social media. And you better believe I hear it when I'm sitting in the coffee shop when you don't think anybody's listening. 
I understand, and I was a teacher, so I understand what you're talking about. And I also see the effects of this. Because your attitude colors how you see a student, which you don't even realize this because you can't see it in yourself. But when you come in with that negative attitude towards that student, they catch that feeling. And it's a continuous cycle that helps neither you nor them. And I mean, if you'll just permit me for just a minute, I really, really need to get this off my chest, okay? Instead of spending the time and energy on talking about that student and how they are making your life or your classroom horrible, perhaps you could spend the same amount of time and energy in asking yourself, why does this bother me? Because the answer to that question is way more important. And for those of you who are not teachers, the same applies with any person that you're having an issue with. Instead of saying, this is why this person is bugging me, you could clearly say, why does this particular thing bother me? Every time you ask yourself that question, an answer will come to you, I promise you. If you stick with it long enough, an answer is going to come and you'll know exactly what to do about that. Okay. See, the difference between those two classrooms had nothing to do with student skill level. The difference between those two classrooms has to do with the teacher, the teacher's attitude. And if a teacher believes in a student, they're going to act and talk very differently. That student is going to understand, they're going to know that, and they're going to rise to your expectation. So... I say all of this, this is a great story, right? I mean, I guess when I came down, I was just thinking a different culture and, you know, I wouldn't see things like that and I was taken back and, and the more I thought about it, yes, it hurts my heart to hear that, but I realized this is happening all over. The only difference is most teachers I know don't say it out loud in front of students. Doesn't make it any better. So I, I hope that this is helpful today just to get you thinking and maybe help some of you be a little bit more aware. Anytime you start to go into that negative attitude uh, when it has to deal with a person, a situation, a circumstance, just ask yourself, why does this bother me? Because I got to tell you, the students in the first class were not any different than the students in the second class, other than, you know, their, their belief and engagement level. But I truly believe that if they had uh, a supportive environment, that they would have been able to answer our questions. Our questions were not hard. Okay? Attitude makes a difference. All right, so that's enough. I, I know I was kind of on my on my soapbox a little bit tonight, but I really, really just wanted to to highlight that and share that story. And I really hope you don't spend too much time on thinking about that one teacher in a negative light. You know, I've told a couple of people this story here and that's the first thing they go to. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not the point. The point of the story is not the teacher. I'll tell you what the point of the story is. The point of the story is that little girl in the wheelchair. You remember what she said? I'm going to choose to tell myself one positive thing every single day so that when others tell me differently, I don't believe them. That's the attitude. 
that I want to have. And if this little girl in the environment that she's in, because I got to tell you, you know, the, the, I, we went to a, um, a special event last night. And I'll tell you about some of all this stuff later. But there was a band there. And the band members um, are all students. And they've made their own instruments. And they're saying, and they're all out of garbage. And their slogan is, just because you have nothing doesn't mean you should do nothing. And I think about that little girl in her, her wheelchair. And you know what? She might not be able to keep up with everybody else, but I got to tell you, she is leaps and bounds ahead of everybody in that classroom, including the teacher. And it's all about attitude. So if, if something's not going right in any area of your life, examine your attitude and see if there might be something there. All right, that's enough for me. Have an awesome day or evening or whatever it is, wherever you are. Uh, sending big love from Paraguay. Uh, I'll be starting my journey home tomorrow, so we'll see what new stories come about there, right? All right, we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.